This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah, what show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting new season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm-hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Blog Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. (laughs) You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Hey there, it's Nick. And it's Leah. So we're doing another live show. Where you raised by wolves live. And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland, Oregon, babies. So come see us on June 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, whereyourraisedbywolves.com slash live and get some tickets. Join us. Do you wipe your face with a hot towel before dinner? Do you wear a Superman costume to a Renaissance fair? Do you ghost? Were you raised by wolves? Let's find out. Here are things I can make it better. It's Nick Layton. And I'm Leah Bonima. And we're in New York today. And let's just get right down to it. Let's get in it. So for our moose booch today, I want to talk about Oshibori. I'm in. And what is Oshibori, you may ask? I may ask. <laughs> I could I could make some guesses. So Oshibori is the damp towel that comes at a Japanese restaurant before the meal. And so let's talk about what to do with it. Yes. So it's going to be a little terry cloth, washcloth shape thing. And it's always going to be rolled up. And it's probably going to be cold in the summer and probably hot in the winter. And it might have a little fragrance in it, might have a little antibacterial in it, maybe a little lemon. And it usually comes on its own little tray. But sometimes it comes in plastic and it's sort of like a single serve thing. And so part of it is hygiene because the Japanese uh, enjoy uh, good hygiene. Um, But part of it is also just sort of the hospitality of dining. You know, it's part of just the ritual. So what are you supposed to do with this thing? So if it comes wrapped, unwrap it. And then you basically take the towel and you wipe your hands with it and then roll it up and put it to the side. That's it. Do not wipe your face with it. Mm. Do not rub your neck with it. Do not blow your nose with it. Do not wipe the table with it. No, just wipe your hands and then roll it up nicely and put it back on the little tray if it came with a tray or you can set it aside on the table if there was no tray. That's it. And then depending on what type of restaurant you're in, it may be taken away. Or if you're maybe in a sushi restaurant, often you'll actually have it for the whole meal. Because in some sushi restaurants, you'll actually eat the sushi with your fingers. And so it's a little way to sort of keep your fingers clean throughout the meal. And that's it. And a pro tip, in Japan, if you have the plastic kind, it's a very Japanese sort of thing to tie that plastic in a little knot and then leave it to the side. Oh. So if a Japanese person sees you doing that, they'll be like, ah, Nice. So do that. I feel like Nick's going to make us all seem so much cooler. (laughs) That's the whole show. I really appreciate it. I want you to seem cooler. I love it. And then there is some variation on the hot towel theme, which I think we should just briefly discuss. On an airplane, 
I think the same rules should apply. I know some people feel like the towel is more of a spa type of thing. Oh, you think no face on a plane? I don't love that for myself. Okay. I know people do it. I like that less. I think I'm more inclined. I'm more inclined to let that slide on an airplane than in a Japanese restaurant. I've definitely used a wet cloth that's been given to me on a plane on my face. Yeah. I mean, live your truth. But I would not. I didn't put any yuckies into it. Okay. You didn't blow your nose with yes. it. Yes. Thank you for that. But yeah, I don't love that. But I guess if you really want to, I mean, I, Sometimes you're just so dry and your face needs to be awakened. I see. Okay. And then sometimes like at a crab shack or in Maine, in the, you know, lobster shack hut. What kind of, what's the name of the building? I think you could go with either. I mean, it's going to be a lobster shack. Okay. A lobster hut. Feels like wrong. A hut's going to be in the woods. Kiosk. Okay. <laughs> definitely not a kiosk. <laughs> but sometimes you may be given like a towel with a lemon on it at the end of the meal. And so the idea there is you squeeze the lemon on the cloth. You don't squeeze the lemon on your hands directly. Mm. So squeeze the lemon on the cloth and then take the cloth with the lemon juice and then wipe your hands with it to get sort of the, the crab scent off of it. So that's how you would navigate that. And that's our moose boosh. Fantastic. And we're back. And now it's time to go deep. Very deep. Very deep. Into ghosting. I was going to make a ghost noise. Oh, please don't. (laughs) Well, I also couldn't (laughs) think of one. (laughs) Woo. But I I mean, you know. Okay. Is that appropriate? I mean. I don't think so. Yeah, that may be. I don't know what kind of noises ghosts make. Fair. So today we want to talk about ghosting, which is when you cut off all communication with somebody without an explanation. Right. Just cut it off. And this could be in multiple different kinds of. Oh, yes. I mean, this can certainly be for dating. But it can be in a business situation, with friends, with family, like any relationship, ghosting can happen. And I think what makes ghosting sort of particularly problematic is that there's no explanation. It's the lack of explanation that I feel like is what stings for most people. And ghosting should be contrasted with not making an effort. Like, that's a little different. Like, if we're just texting back and forth and neither of us makes an effort to, like, make plans to get together... This is not ghosting. No, it's not. This is just fizzling. That's different. Mm -hmm. That's probably fine. So I guess the first question is, why do people do it? Why do people ghost? What do you think? I think there's two reasons. Yeah. One, they don't care. Oh, yeah, that's true. They're thinking about them. Yeah. The other one is explaining why they don't want to makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah, they are cowards. Yes. They are cowards. I mean, that's a strong word. No, no, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, no, they're cowards because they don't have the courage to express their feelings. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I guess that is correct, but I also understand why sometimes it's really hard to tell people that you don't want to do something. Oh, sure. But welcome to being an adult. No, you're absolutely right. I don't make the rules. That's just what it is. No, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to being an adult, doing hard things that we don't want to do. Bienvenido. Oh, Yeah. I mean, half of my life is stuff I don't want to do, but I'm sorry. This is what it is. No, you're right. Yeah. So I think people do not care. And then people also are just cowards. And this is why it happens. So I guess there's a spectrum of relationships, right? When we think about our relationships. And on one end of the spectrum is we matched on Tinder. We had some exchanges of messages, but we never met. And then the other end of the spectrum is we've been married for 50 years. Okay. So I think we can agree that... There is some point on the spectrum where ghosting is definitively wrong. Right. Right. I think if you ghost your husband of 50 years, this is a bad etiquette. Oh, definitely. Yeah. If you only exchange some messages with somebody on Tinder, never met them. 
I think that's uh, ghosting. I'll give you a pass on that. Yeah, that's not, there was no. Yeah. So then I guess the question is, when do you have the obligation to actually end it politely and not ghost? Where is the line then? Would we put business into the same category as this? Like you just met, it was like a networking thing. There's no, but like if you were going back and forth with something, at what point? Yeah, I mean, I think a business relationship, I think the same rules should apply. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I was thinking about this, I guess if you've met the person, then I think you have an obligation to not ghost. I think at that point, you are too far past when ghosting could even be potentially appropriate. What if you met up for coffee and both of you, it was clearly not? Well, then that's not ghosting. That's allowing something to fizzle. If I had coffee with you and I followed up like, hey, it was so great meeting you. Like, were you interested in maybe checking out that museum that we talked about? And you don't respond to that? That is ghosting. If we both have coffee and neither of us text each other, well, that's not ghosting. Okay. That's just allowing nothing to happen. Okay. And I think there is a difference, which is important. But the ghosting is when I reach out to you, I'm expecting a reply, and you don't reply. Okay. So I guess if you met the person, I feel like, yeah, you you can't ghost. You just have to say that uh, either this business opportunity is not right for me or so great meeting you, but I'm not feeling a connection or whatever it is. Right. So I think that was the line. If you talk to them on the phone, I guess if you've had a phone conversation with somebody. Are we having phone conversations with people? (laughs) I mean, I don't think dating happens by phone anymore initially. But in a business, I guess if you have a phone meeting. Yeah, I think if you have a phone meeting and it's business. I think you owe them some follow-up if they reach out again. Okay. Yeah, you owe them some closure. Yeah. So now let's talk about when is ghosting actually okay? Because I think there are times when ghosting is totally fine. And so one of them is like, if somebody crossed a boundary. Yeah, and then they want to be like, I've had people email me that I'm like, is this, what? Yeah, like, oh, you have some nerve. Yeah, what's going on right now? Yeah, I think if the response to a text or an email from someone is, you've got some nerve, then yeah, I think you are allowed to ignore this. Yeah, you're not ghosting, you're- You're setting a boundary. They know they're fishing. Yeah, so I think that's acceptable. I think anytime there's a safety issue, either emotional safety or physical safety, yeah, you know, etiquette does not trump safety. Yeah, and your sense of personal peace. Yeah, so you are definitely allowed. And then I guess if you've set the boundary and you've said like, it was so great meeting you. I just don't feel a connection. And you've sort of said the nice adult thing that you should say. And I think that you should give all of us permission, Nick, because you do this in my life, to let everybody know that you're allowed to say that to people. And it's actually the more polite thing to do. It is way more polite to do that, yes, than ghosting. Because you're sure. not saying anything mean. No. And I think as long as it's not a comment on them. Like, I guess sidebar, things you should and should not say when you're trying to break up with somebody the, it was nice meeting you. I just don't feel a connection. That is a true statement. And I think that's a respectful statement. Statements that are more like, I'm just not ready to date, or I realize that I'm just sort of like in a different place right now. That's not a good uh, excuse because now it's a comment on your date with me. Like your experience with me caused you to have this epiphany. And I don't like that. What's well, also sort of open-ended. You're like, do you mean in the future we could? You true. Just- yes. But I think the nicest is always to say, like, I enjoyed the time we had, uh, but that was enough for me. And I think with work things, it's almost the exact same thing. It's thank you so much for your time. This was great. I'm going in a different direction. Yes. And work things should be easier because in a business etiquette situation, like there should not be emotion in it. But a lot of people have emotions. Yes. So don't have those. <laughs> in a business <laughs> for those situation. of you, such as myself, <laughs> who can't 
that it's fair to just say that and it's nothing rude about yes, it. Yes, there's definitely nothing rude. Uh, and you always want to just thank them for their time or their effort or whatever it is and just explain like I'm moving in a different direction, but thank you. And yeah, it's enough. I always have to remind myself that I'm being polite by freeing up people's time. Yes, leaving people hanging is rude. Yes. And in the end, I think that's why ghosting is rude because you are leaving people hanging. And leaving people hanging is rude yep. because they don't know what to do next. And that awkwardness is uncomfortable. And you've made someone uncomfortable and making people uncomfortable is bad etiquette. So in the end, it's not helpful. Just cut to the chase. Yeah. Pull it off like a band aid sometimes. Yep. Yeah. And you can be direct and polite at the same time. Yeah. Because you're respecting the other person if you're, yes. you're respecting their time. You're respecting their intelligence. Hey, this wasn't, boom, done. And I guess etiquette is also about empathy and thinking about if I was in that other person's shoes, what would I want to hear from them? Yeah. How would I want them to end this relationship, uh, whatever it is that we have? And I would much rather just hear from you like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to see you again. Or, oh, we're not going to use your services. Thank you so much. Yeah. And great. I can move on. No more bandwidth for you. Thank you so much. I'm not getting strung along, not knowing what's happening. Yes. And on some level, ghosting actually is a gift when people do it. I find I try and make a little lemonade out of lemons with that because it tells you where their emotional maturity is and where their communication maturity is. And I'm not super interested in dealing with people that have low emotional maturity. And when you ghost, you've been very clear with me about like, oh, this is where you're at. And so thanks. You have saved me a lot of trouble. I'm not going to invest any more effort into this relationship. And thanks for saving me the trouble. Like, I'm glad to know this now than in six months from now. Yeah, I've had um, female friends who have been ghosted and they will have conversations and they're very upset by the lack of closure. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what it is. You're learning that this is the type of person who's not ever going to give that to you. No. So you have to, that's your closure. They're not there. Yeah. And you can't, you don't want that in your life. Yeah. You don't want somebody in your life that does this. Business or personal. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't want people who act this way mm -hmm. in your life. And so it's just better to cut them out. So that's how I feel about it. I think it's great. Yeah. And then I, I don't know why I threw this in there. I put down a Maya Angelou quote. <laughs> Give it to us. I love Maya Angelou quotes. You want to get, yeah, let's put this on a pillow. So her famous quote is just, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Oh, that's a great one. Right? Mm -hmm. So I, my friends are rolling their eyes hearing me just read that. But um, it's a good quote. And I actually do think this is very true. It is very true. And so when people ghost, yeah, that's who they are. So believe them. Yeah. And so inevitably, when some people ghost and then reemerge weeks later, months later, and like pretend like they never did that. Yeah, no time passed. No time has passed. It's almost gaslighting. It is gaslighting. And so now you're a psychopath. It's like, no, no, you ghosted. That's final. That was a done deal. Or wildly selfish. Or all of the above. All of the above. <laughs> all of the above. So if somebody ghosts and then unghosts, no, shut it down. You are allowed to ignore the post-ghost message. <laughs> <laughs> you are allowed to ignore that. You can ghost the ghost. There it is. That's it. You heard it from me first. Now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. Because <laughs> as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives, then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And 
And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. Right. Because she's an antique dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person. Very confident mm-hmm. woman. Wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we also have Harry Wild. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Brooklinen. Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets. That's right. And they're great. They sent us some sheets and I'm sleeping on their percal, white, of course. And they're crisp. They're cool. They don't sleep too hot, which is definitely the thing I do not want in sheets. So they're the perfect temperature for me. And I feel like coming into a new season, it's the perfect time for a refresh, right? You get new colors, you get new patterns, you recreate your whole sleeping space. Or you can switch the fabrics. So Brooklyn actually has fresh linen and it's designed in Brooklyn, made in Portugal, and their wash linen is made with 100% European flax. So you can get the lightweight essentials necessary to upgrade your space for the summer from Brooklinen. So visit in-store or online at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And use code WOLVES for $20 off your order of $100 or more. And we're back. And now it's time to take some questions from the wilderness. Oh! Our first question is, at a Renaissance fair, is it okay to wear a Superman costume? I just want to say that (laughs) I was so happy about this question. These are your people. These are my people. These are your people. Leah, if you don't know, has, uh, well, certainly Lord of the Rings uh, is your go-to. I hate to say this because I feel like I'm admitting to something, but I really am trying to be very honest with our This is a safe space. I have elf ears that are Lord of the Rings, but I also- Like you wear them. Yes. Your normal ears are not elfish. My normal ears are not elfish. Okay. But I've also worn them at a Star Trek convention Ah. as a Vulcan, and then I'll throw them on at Christmas. Oh. So I feel like a true consummate professional would have three sets of ears. Well, because Vulcan ears and elf uh, ears uh, and- well, Lord of the Ring ears. These are different Lord of the ears. Ring elf versus a Christmas elf. They probably a little different bit of an elf. And then a Vulcan. You know what I mean? I, mean, I should different... technically have three sets of ears. Okay. But I just have one. Okay. Well, um, Christmas is coming. <laughs> but I have ears. I also have a cloak. Mm. Um, I, of course, have a Jedi robe. Mm-hmm. Have you been to a Renaissance fair? No. So for those who don't know, I assume this is a global phenomenon and that not just an American thing, but maybe it's an American thing. I don't know. Listeners, if you're outside of the United States, do you have Renaissance fairs where you live? So a Renaissance fair is basically a immersive experience where people dress like it is Queen Elizabeth I's reign. It's in like a field. Uh, or there's like a little village. Yeah. And I it's mean, it's royals. not like downtown. It's not downtown London, no. But it's nobles, it's knights, it's ladies, it's merchants, it's peasants, uh, it's people eating big drumsticks. Uh, yes. Uh, jugs of mead. Yeah, it's all of that. It's corsets, it's boots. Yeah. So that's a Renaissance fair. My personal feeling is that a Superman costume is not appropriate. I mean, it's not Renaissance. It is not Renaissance, true. However, at a Renaissance fair, you do see a lot of people with fairy wings and other sort of fantasy items. And I do not believe there were fairies in the Renaissance, as far as I recall. (laughs) I have no problem with the Superman costume. You don't? No. Okay. I feel like while we're making stuff up, 
have a great time. No, but that's like wearing a Darth Vader costume to a Star Trek convention. Yeah, I know. Know that you're wrong. Okay. But enjoy yourself. Yeah, but don't you think you're taking the fantasy away from the other people who are going to experience Renaissance life? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, I think honestly, if you're going to do Renaissance Fair, you should try and be period, no sunglasses, no watches, no sneakers. And like, you know, you want to embrace... You know what? I'm going to agree that. with you. I'm going to agree with and you. And if I see somebody, you know, as uh, Mario and Luigi walking down Main Street. Yeah, it throws you out of it, the experience. It takes me out of the experience. I think you're right. But I do agree that it is fantasy and, you know, live your best life. And that's fine. I did look into this further. Apparently, there are a lot of Renaissance fairs where Doctor Who shows up, the time traveler. So some people find it very funny to dress as Doctor Who and like, oh, I'm time traveling back to the Renaissance. That apparently is a well-known trope oh. that uh, people are annoyed by. Maybe the Superman is trying to be like, because, you know, if he goes yeah. backwards, the time goes backwards. So that could be that. And apparently there's always like a Star Trek away team who shows up at the Renaissance <laughs> Fairs. Apparently, most Renaissance Fairs also have something called Time Traveler Weekend. Okay. So they actually designate a specific weekend where if you want to do that, this is your occasion. Yeah, I think be... Uh, respectful of what the event is. And if they're really going all in on yeah. making it authentic, yeah, maybe save your uh, Superman for the time traveler weekend. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would like it to be period appropriate and planet appropriate, mm-hmm. I guess is my feeling. Planet appropriate. Planet appropriate. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what I want for my restaurant's fair, but um, let's all go right now. So fun. You know, Upstate uh, near Greenwood Lake is like this enormous Renaissance fair that has like jousting and like a little village and the whole thing. Oh, I've had friends go. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Seems wonderful. I don't know. Our (laughs) next question is, is it okay to keep your headphones on when talking to a flight attendant? Mm. I always pull one out. Yeah. I think the same rules about like if you're at a coffee shop and they're about to order. Yeah. You should take your headphones out. Now, I think we do disagree. I like both out. I want, you know, you have my full attention. But I think at least the headphone closest to the aisle. Yeah, I always pull one out to, so they say, oh, I'm listening. I can hear you. I just, whenever I pull two out, I drop it. I lose it. Where do they go? I don't know. Mm. Who can say? Who can say Who can where say? they went? But yeah, I think you want to make eye contact and you want to just sort of be quick about it. Yeah. Yeah. Our next question is, my husband and I have different last names. People assume that I have his and will often refer to me with his last name. And to make matters worse, call me Mrs. As a feminist, this is super frustrating. I will often say, oh, I'm actually Smith. Or you can just call me Barbara. I'm sure I'm being rude for correcting people, but I wish people would stop assuming. Is there a better way to handle this? I don't think this person is being, I don't think you're being rude for correcting people. It's your name. Yeah, that's fine. Miss Manners also agrees. Like you should always be addressed the way you want to be addressed. So whatever name it is that you use, and this goes for pronouns, whatever pronouns you want to use, you should be called by that. And you should let people know that. And it's okay to correct people when they do call you by the wrong name. What you're not allowed to do is lecture them or chastise them. Yeah, like if I thought you had a different last name, I would love for you to correct me. I, ideally, you wouldn't be angry at me because yeah. I didn't know you. would just be like, oh, it's Barbara. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Or, oh, I go by Smith. Oh, cool. And then now I know. Yeah, I mean, it's the same tone of like, oh, my name is actually Leah. Not Leia. Yeah. And it's just a, a neutral tone. Like, oh, you didn't maliciously call me by the wrong name. I'm just correcting you. And that's fine. And I don't think you should feel rude about correcting people at all. And feel free to do it all the time. Because I think there's a little bit still, you know, 
which people would stop assuming. It's like the irritation of it. Yes. I mean, people will assume. I think many people do still take a husband's last name. And so this is very common. So I don't think we want to be mad at society for having this issue. But it's fine to correct people. Yeah. I mean, or we can be mad, but we just... You can be mad at you patriarchy. You can still politely, cor- politely correct people. Yes. What you don't want to do is then go into a lecture about it. Uh, why you've chosen to do this, what it means to you, what it means about the person assuming this. Like, we don't want to go down that path. I mean, you know I have. <laughs> you want to lecture people about this? No, I don't lecture. Oh, what do you do? You don't want to know what I've done, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give me a flavor. I mean, I've made comments about, oh, I have a permission slip to be outside from my... By my husband? My husband. Oh, yeah, that's a little pointed. Oh, it's pointed on purpose. Yeah. I'm not... Yeah. Some people just have it wrong. Some people dig in. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you dig in, I'm going to dig in. Okay, yeah. If they don't just accept that, oh, you have your own last name, which is not the same as your husband's, and aren't prepared to just accept that and move on... Uh, okay. All right. We're gonna, I'm going to dig in right back. Okay. Yeah. I guess if you want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. We have a different approach there. Well, these were very interesting questions. Great questions. Great questions. So please send in your questions. We would love to answer them and we'll call you by however you want us to call you. We will. We will. Actually, we don't really use your names ever because we want this to feel universal. And we also want to protect your privacy. We also protect your privacy. True. Yeah. We don't know who wants their names used. Yeah, and who's listening and who isn't listening. Yeah, so we kind of keep it vague, but we want to hear from you regardless. Please. So send in your questions, send them to us through our website, where you raised by wolves.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 267-CALL-RBW. And now it's time for an intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. I'm loving being part of the book of the month because I often stay within the genres I already know or the particular authors I already know. And they're introducing me to new authors, things I might not have known about. It's so exciting. So Leah, tell me about what book is coming. I'm receiving in the mail very soon, The Return of Ellie Black. Where did she go? We don't know. She disappeared for years earlier and then resurfaces in the woods of Washington State. And I can't (laughs) wait to know more. If it's a story set in the woods, you're there. It's really true. I want I want a cozy town or a woods. Or both. Or also take a city. You know, let's be honest. Okay. Yeah, as long <laughs> as there's murder or suspense, you're there. I like if there's some food. So you out there, you can get your first book for just $5 using promo code PEDALS. So go to bookofthemonth.com, use promo code PEDALS, and get your first book for just $5. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by the Kelly Corrigan Wonders podcast. She has written four New York Times bestsellers and hosts a great interview show on PBS. She's been on the Today Show a bunch and the Oprah magazine calls Kelly the voice of a generation. Recently on her podcast, Kelly Corrigan Wonders, Kelly teamed up with Christy Turlington Burns for a special series talking to icons like Bono, Spike Lee, Jennifer Garner, Amy Schumer, and Cindy Crawford about their mothers. They share tender, candid, and often funny family stories that will help you reflect on your own childhood in new ways. Don't miss these magical conversations on the Kelly Corrigan Wonders podcast. Listen to Kelly Corrigan Wonders wherever you're listening to this podcast. And we're back. And now it's time to play a game we like to call Vent or Repent. Vent or Repent. That's new. I wanted to switch it up. Wow. And so this is our opportunity to vent about some bad etiquette thing we've done recently or 
we can repent for some etiquette faux pas we've committed. So, Leah, would you like to vent or repent? I'm going to vent. Bring it. And I'm going to vent in theme of our last question. Oh. So, I have a significant other. Right. Who is my fiance. Uh But I call him my boyfriend. Okay. Because fiance just seems... You can call him whatever you want to call him. So, this happens a lot. And recently it happened a whole bunch. And I try to let it go and be... Mm -hmm. But it drives me crazy. It grinds my gears. Uh Where if I am telling you something and then you say, oh, what does your boyfriend think about that? Oh, that's interesting. It happens so much. And it will often have to do with my career choices. Oh, wow. And immediately you may think, oh, must be men doing it. No, it's men and women. Okay, universal. More men, (laughs) but some women. And these are typically things that would affect bigger life stuff. Yeah. So a career, moving, finances. Or even sometimes if it's like a joke or I'm going to this thing. I recently had a friend say, does your boyfriend know you're here? (laughs) What? (laughs) Also, I find it very odd where people who don't know the two of us as a couple, Uh but just know I'm a relationship. Right. So it's different if like you asked me or a friend asked me or because they just want to know, oh, what does he think? Yes. And that's- uh, It's slightly different. We make couple decisions. But if you, as a person who you've never seen us together as a couple, I don't talk to you about my relationship. Right. You want to know how my boyfriend weighs in on my choices. Yeah. And I mean, this happens a lot. So is it because we assume he has final say or is it because we assume that you can't possibly make these decisions on your own? I mean, I have to assume it's all of the above. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it happens a lot. Okay. And it really... That's a good gear grinding. Really grinds my gears. Yeah. Especially when it's people who don't know us as a couple. Yeah. What does your boyfriend think about this? Oh, he knows it riles me up. (laughs) So for me, what riles me (laughs) up is I go to museums and galleries a lot. If you see my Instagram, like there's a lot of them featured because I go to galleries probably every day. Um, It's like a palate cleanser for my mind. Oh, wow. It's like a little grapefruit granny tay. It just sort of... uh, It uh, just, you know, it's a nice thing in the middle of the day to pop out, see some art, you know, clears the mind. Uh, So I made the mistake of going to MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, and they have a new Donald Judd uh, retrospective. But what I am annoyed by and why this is event is you need to be mindful of other people that you're not blocking the art and you're not blocking the cards. Because I wanted just to get the number off of the card so I could use my cell phone and use their like app where I could like listen to the information because all of the works are untitled. So like, I don't need to know that, but I did want the number off of the card and people were basically blocking all of it at all times. And it was so frustrating because it's like, you know, you are standing right in front of this thing and there's probably 50 people in front of every artwork. So Move it along, people, and uh, be mindful that people are trying to, like, look at art. Yeah, you're at a group event. Yes, you were in public. This is not about you. Yeah. So I just find that maddening that people's sense of personal space and their sense of entitlement just really seems heightened. It's a lack in... of awareness for other people. It's very infuriating. Yeah, I'm totally infuriated by this. So don't do that. Or I guess I just need to get my own private museum and just enjoy the artwork <laughs> by myself. That's the dream. Have we learned? I solidified. It's not new information. Clarified. Uh-huh. I feel like you've really clarified 
you know, when it becomes our responsibility as an adult to relay information, even if it's slightly uncomfortable. Okay. To be politer. Yes. So we're totally on the same page now. Absolutely on the same page. Okay, great. I also feel like you very nicely described how we need to be in the same time period or uh, <laughs> for our Renaissance period. Same planet. Yeah, same least. planet. I love yeah. that. I yeah. love that. And I learned that you only have one set of ears and you think that Vulcan ears <laughs> and elf ears are the same ears. I don't think they're the same, but I do try to pass them off, which I'm admitting my guilt to. Thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. And thanks you for listening. I've had your address. I'd send you a handwritten note on my custom stationery. And please visit our website, whereyourracebywolves.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter, and you can buy some merchandise, and you can get a link to our Instagram, and you can become a member on our Patreon. Yes, you can. Which we would really like you to learn more about and see if that works for you. Please. Because it works for us. Please. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. All right, Leah, it's time for Cordials of Kindness. Thank you. And this is where Leah makes us say nice things for 30 seconds, because that's all I give her. Ready, set, go. Well, I'm keeping in theme. Um, so my significant other, we spend a lot of time apart. And every time he's away from me, he brings me back like a little thing from where he was from. And I didn't really grow up in a family that did this. And it's just so nice. So now whenever we're apart, I bring him a little thing. And it's just really, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive or whatever. It's just so kind. And it, I just really love it. It's so sweet. And for me, we got a really nice review, which oh. is, quote, I love listening to this podcast on Monday mornings with the children on the way to school. Informative, funny, and family appropriate. It's so difficult to find things we all want to listen to. This delightful show hits the mark. Doesn't that warm your heart? So nice. Start them young, people. Start them young. <laughs> Can you imagine if I had this show when I was elementary school age? It would have saved me a lot of time. <laughs> it would have really saved me a lot of time. I would have loved to have known about grape shears when I was 10. I mean, can you imagine how my life would be different? I would have loved to have known how to write a lot of these notes that you very, yeah. very succinctly explain. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Wouldn't you want to know how to appropriately ghost in elementary school? <laughs> so thank you. This is very nice. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah... What show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting new season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm -hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Block Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. Okay. You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. Because <laughs> as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives. Then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. 
Right? Because she's an antiques dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person, very confident mm-hmm. woman, wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we also have Harry Wilde. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv.